Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It was great yesterday. There was a March Madness feel to this. Now, you didn't have multiple games going on at the same time, but you did have games starting in the afternoon, back to back to back to back, and it was a lot of fun. Nuggets and the Jazz, that was a lot of fun. You know, when you're putting up 57 on a Monday afternoon... (laughs) That was an impressive performance. Donovan Mitchell. But it did feel like Donovan Mitchell-esque that he would put it up on a Monday afternoon. And I don't know how many... You'd have to be a diehard NBA fan to be watching that game. And then you get overshadowed by, you know, Porzingis putting up, putting up 42 and uh, or, uh, Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis getting thrown out of the game with two technicals, which we'll talk about in a moment. Celtics and the 76ers... I realize the 76ers don't have a player who can beat you off the dribble. Other than that, good luck against the Celtics. Uh, the Raptors look very impressive against the Nets, but there's no surprise there. Magic and the Bucks tonight, Heat Pacers, Thunder Rockets, and then it'll be Blazers and the Lakers. McLovin, you got a poll question for me today. Yeah, I asked you this before the show, and you didn't really bite on it, but I'm going to try it again. All right. Which was a better supporting cast for Kawhi Leonard? Last year in Toronto with Kyle Lowry, MVP candidate Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and Marcus All, or this year with what we saw last night with Beverly, George, Marcus Morris, Montres Harrell, or Zubats, or one of those guys. I don't even think it's close. 
Well, I, I think Toronto, there was a team feel to it where the Clippers feel like they have individual parts. Toronto, at, they understood their roles. But as I said yesterday, I, I, I think the Clippers are going to have a, they'll struggle a little bit in the opening round because they haven't been together. They're trying to get that fam, you know, fam, familiarity here. Um, and I think it's going to take them a little bit of time. And, and plus, keep in mind, Dallas puts up points. If Porzingis doesn't get tossed, I wouldn't have been surprised if Dallas won that game last night. Even though, you know, Luka had 11 turnovers, this is the highest scoring team in the NBA. And I just didn't get, you know, it felt like there was a little bit more a sense of urgency with Dallas, although you'd never know it by the way they start. They were down 18-2. to two. The Clippers... It felt like, you know, this is an opening round match. Let's kind of get our sea legs here and get familiarized with everybody on this team. And that would have been one that I thought the Mavs were going to steal one. And that might be the case with Portland tonight against the Lakers. Are we going to see a Portland team that is still in playoff mode, you know, scratching and clawing to get in? Are they going to be spent? And are the Lakers going to all of a sudden go, okay, now we need to turn it on. we got to start playing basketball here. Yeah, McLevin. I just look at the Clippers' talent. I mean, it's a lot of, like, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly. I mean, retreads. Like, these are not... But they play roles. There are, there's a million role players there. I think Toronto has four stars on their, you know, like, all-star level players, and the Clippers have a bunch of journeymen. I mean, come on, Marcus Morris. How many... That's like the eighth t- playoff team we've seen them all I know, all but if years. you fill a role, they're... You know, great teams have role players because you have a couple of stars, and then you need people to play, you know certain minutes and do certain things. But isn't there this narrative that the Clippers are loaded with stars? No, depth. I feel like people think the Clippers have tons and tons of talent. Well, you know, I, because of Paul George and Kawhi. I mean, because well, they're so top-heavy. Yeah, but, you know, the Lakers don't have a ton of talent. They have, they're top-heavy with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You know, a lot of these teams are top-heavy. The Rockets, Westbrook and Harden. You know, you're finding you got two really good players, great players, and then what do you have left? Dallas, top-heavy, Porzingis and Doncic. You know, 76ers would have been top-heavy with Simmons and Embiid. Uh, Tatum and Brown. Jalen Brown last night was wonderful. He was really, him and Jason Tatum, that's quite a pairing there for guys who are, what, 22, 23 uh, years of age. And uh, the future right there. Yeah, Paul. But it does feel like there's a confidence in the Clippers because of what Kawhi did last year with a bunch of guys who the average fan doesn't know Pascal Siakam. Kyle Lowry's pretty well known, but he's not a household name or anything, even though they're very good players. And they, they look at what uh, Kawhi did last year and say he could easily do this again. He's had a healthy year. He's managed his minutes. He basically took four months off. That's why the confidence is so high. I think Toronto is a better team last year's supporting cast. But once again, they knew what they were supposed to do and when they were supposed to do it. Uh, The Clippers are still kind of trying to figure that out here. And, you know, depending on what you get from Dallas, you know, it's either going to be a real struggle or maybe uh, last night was the only tough game that they're going to have. But, you know, Porzingis got tossed and... You know, I know that they don't like the visual of you know players getting together and maybe pushing each other, and it's a quick whistle. And the other one he never should have been teed up for, where he blocked a shot and he you know kind of swung his fist in the air, not at anybody, but they ran him and they never should have. You know, this is playoff basketball. The Mavs are in the playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs. 
and you're you're facing the Clippers. You know, I understand that you're on edge there. You're fighting for everything there. And uh, I, I thought the NBA did a real disservice to the game last night because Porzingis never should have been tossed from that game. Here is uh, Rick Carlisle, the Mavs head coach on Porzingis. The thing that happened with KP, it's just unfortunate. You know, we just learned from it. And we got to understand this is part of the emotions of the playoffs. He's protecting his teammate on the second technical, you know, which is you know, the right thing to do in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, the first one where it was an, where it was a, was an air punch, that's, that's automatic. You know, they call one on him, they call one on George. So, you know, we'll avoid that in game two, and, uh, and we'll go from there. They should have teed up Morris as well in the other altercation there between those two. I, I just, I was surprised because I went, wow, they just tossed him. Here is uh, Luka Doncic talking about uh, Porzingis being ejected. I knew, like, KP had my back, you know. He did it for me, you know. He did it for his teammate, you know. He had my back, and not just me, you know, the whole team appreciate that. I don't think it was fair to get him out of the game, especially in the playoffs. But, you know, uh, they decided, so we had to play without him, which is tough. So that's uh, Luka Doncic. And then you have the games coming up tonight. You know, not lost in this, but... Part of this game was Doncic putting up 42 points. Now, he did have 11 turnovers. He said he played terrible, which he didn't play terrible. But those 11 turnovers, you know, at worst, you got to cut that in half. But you also understand if you watch him play, he gets forced into a lot of situations. He doesn't have bailout players there. So he really has to take it upon himself. And when Porzingis went out, Doncic took it upon himself to keep them in the game. Here is Paul George and his thoughts on Luka Doncic. He's the future. I mean, we didn't come in this thinking we was going to stop Luka, um, but what we did expect was to make it tough for him. And um, that's the thing about these series. These games add up, um, and we're going to continue to try to wear them down as much as possible. And that's the key. You just throw different bodies, different sizes at him, uh, quickness, uh, you know, size, speed, and you just hope that he wears down. But he is young, and if Porzingis is able to contribute the way he has been in the bubble, then you know they're, they're going to be a tough out. I, I kept saying all along, Dallas to me is as tough an out as Portland is. If Dallas was playing the Lakers, we would be talking about the Mavericks being a tough out. And if Portland was playing the Clippers, we wouldn't be talking as much about it. It comes down to it's LeBron James, and people are trying to get LeBron James into their shows, into the vernacular, into the dialogue here. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Any other poll questions, suggestions there, McLevin? Okay, uh, off of what you were saying about Tatum and Brown, which young duo would you pick if you could start a team? Luca 20 and Kristaps 25. Uh, Porzingis, that is. Tatum is 22 and Brown is 23, Jalen Brown. Yeah. And how about Denver? Jamal Murray is 23, and Jokic is only 25. And, do they fit in that category? I don't, I don't know why no one talks about Jamal Murray amongst this well, 25 gets, and under stars. Yeah, he gets lost in Devin Booker shadow. Now, I think that, you know, he's a good player. Not a great player. He's a good player. Um, if DeAndre Ayton was a little better, then you might look at that duo, too, in Phoenix. But... uh it still comes down to Doncic, who I think is going to win multiple M MVPs. Hot, 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 hot. And Tatum and Brown, that's a really good duo. Um, 
But I, I, I think Porzingis can still be even better. And, and you know, because he does at times put up numbers and he gives you everything. He gives you points, rebounds, and blocks. And he can shoot threes. And Luca gives you everything as well. And I would say that I would go Dallas just because of those, because of Luca's age, that he's only 20 and he's doing this. Yeah, Paul. I was just looking at the schedule tonight. It's, I got to tell you, from a West uh, East Coast standpoint, nine o'clock start for a Lakers playoff game. It's usually 1030. This time last year, that'd be a 1030 tip off. Yeah. And, you know, Rockets, Thunder, six o'clock. West Coast, you're going to be coming home from work and the game's going to be rolling. Heat and Pacers, uh, that'll be a little spicy. Magic Bucks, I don't expect much out of that. Thunder Rockets without Russell Westbrook could be challenging for the Rockets against the Thunder. All the Thunder trying to do is, if we get one or two games here, then all of a sudden, even if Westbrook comes back, Oklahoma City, Chris Paul, you know, couldn't coexist with James Harden. Harden wanted him out. They traded him. They got Russell Westbrook here. Chris Paul is playing well. Like when you want somebody to run a point, we get the old the old way you ran a point is you actually were a leader out there. You were a point guard and pointing people in the right direction. You know, the, the position has changed and, you know, the lines are blurred in what we want out of a point guard. Chris Paul is playing old time, old style point guard. And Oklahoma City has become a dangerous team here. Yeah, see. I bet you these players love playing the early games, though. Instead of waiting around all day for the, the game, instead you get it's like one thirty. You get to play. You're out by dinner. Yeah. Go home. You get to watch a little more basketball. That's a pretty great schedule. Yeah. When you consider you're in the bubble and you sit around all day. All day. Man, it'd be great to be playing basketball in, what, five hours, four hours from now. You're like, let's get it out of the way. Even the four o'clock start. Yeah. Like, all right, a late dinner. No big deal. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I might uh, go watch uh, one of these games there. Come yeah. back. That'd be good. I mean, you want to be in prime time. But if I'm in the bubble and I got nothing else to do, I'd be like, yeah, I'll play. I'll play at 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm okay with that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my God! The play, the play, is play. of the day. Runner left side, got it. They're gonna play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Mendo has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam, and the Padres go on top, fourteen to three. Two home runs, seven RBIs for Fernando Tatis Jr. That's courtesy of Fox Sports San Diego. Tatis on a 3-0 count. Hits a home run, hits a grand slam. Two homers, seven RBIs. He leads the majors with 11 home runs. Play of the day is brought to you by these wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon.com slash Patrick. Get 15% off the wireless earbuds, the way to go. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Here is the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward. He didn't like the Tatis was swinging on a 3-0 count where they're up by 10 runs. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unwritten rules that are, you know, constantly being challenged, I think, in, in today's game. So, um, yeah, I didn't like it personally. Um you know, when you're up by seven in the eighth inning, it's typically not a good time to swing 3-0. That's kind of, you know, the way we were all kind of raised in the game. But, you know, like I said, the, the norms are being challenged on a daily basis. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not right. But uh, I don't think we liked it as a group. Okay, you were raised that way in baseball. That's the Rangers manager. Here's Jace Tingler, the Padres manager. You know, it probably starts with just, you know, hit, picking up the sign. I think like the, the, the learning opportunity and, and just so you know, uh, a lot of our guys have green light, you know, 3-0. Um, but, you know, in this game in particular, um, you know, we, we had a, a little bit of a comfortable lead and, you know, we're, we're not trying to, um, you know, run up the score or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, put on the, the, the take sign and, and um, you know, probably, probably see a strike right there. Now, Jace Tingler has a point. He told Tatis to take the pitch. Now, that's a different topic because that's player and manager. The other part of this is the unwritten rule. And uh, to his credit, Tatis apologized for swinging at a 3-0 pitch. I've been in this game since since I was a kid, man. And I, I know a lot of unwritten rules. And uh, but you know, this time I didn't. I was I was kind of lost on this one. I was you know, they told me after five, seven, after six, or something like that. And uh, you know, from those experiences, you gotta learn from it. Uh, probably next time I take a pitch. 
now that I know from it, and uh, you know, we just gotta we just gotta learn from it and keep looking forward. Okay, should we have a mercy rule? Like that'll protect everybody's feelings here. Hey, you're up ten. It's late in the game. This isn't the last inning where you're up by 10 and you're swinging for the downs. Now, what happens if you continue to play in the Rangers? If, if the Padres can put up 10, I'm going to guess the Rangers might be able to put up 10. And then what happens if the Rangers come back? Now I'm allowed to? Do the Rangers promise not to beat you if they come back? Hey, we can't score seven. That wouldn't be fair. But... Dan, you played baseball. I didn't play baseball. Do you think there's a big difference between like, um, let's say there is a man at second base and you're up a bunch of runs and you steal a base. That's like a, maybe above and beyond what's necessary. He was just completing his at-bat to tease. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Tatis. I have a problem if he disobeys his manager, but I don't have a problem if he's swinging. I don't. You know? If, if you're going to stop trying, the Rangers, if you stop trying, then then you're asking the Padres to stop trying. Like, hey, don't be swinging for a home run. So can I hit a triple? Can I hit a double? Can I swing on 3-1, but not 3-0? Because I'm not sure what the magic number is, whether it's the count or how many runs we're ahead. If I'm up six, I'm allowed to swing. Seven, am I allowed to swing? Maybe not. Eight? Ooh, no. Yes. Yeah, the thing that stinks about playing baseball and being on, like, if you're just getting shelled, right, and it's an eight-run inning, you're like, damn, man, like, you know, there's no clock counting down to get you out of that. You just have to get the outs, and sometimes it's impossible to find them. So that's, like, the only slight thing I can say is, like, damn, dude, like, all right, you guys are killing us. Can't we just go home? Can't we just stop doing then this already? Then have a mercy rule. You know, right. I mean, maybe there needs to be a mercy rule then if this is what people are going to be upset about is is – Somebody, why don't you just say to the pitcher, just take a knee. If you just take a knee and then we'll go, okay, we're all done here. I mean, baseball is trying to speed up these games. So just say, all right, we give up. We're down 10 in the eighth inning. We're going to take a knee. Yes, Tom. Imagine if a manager threw in a towel like you do in boxing. If you think you're a boxer that's had enough, you can call it. You don't have to wait for the all the rounds to end. Just imagine what kind of grief a manager or coach would take if you could throw a towel in to stop the game. Well, you can get ahead in match playing golf by a certain number of holes where you go, okay, we're done after 15 holes. I closed you out here. But this mercy rule and unwritten rule and yeah, McLovin. But you aren't supposed to steal a base. So there are some things that that are established. But but that that is different. If I'm at the plate with a bat in my hand, am I just supposed to not swing? If you steal a base, I understand where you could be a little frosty with that. But I'm at the plate. What am I supposed to do? Strike out? To make you feel better? Yes, yeah, he... Right. It's, we have too many runs. Time for an intentional strikeout. Yeah. <laughs> just to help the other hey, team. Hey, we can't get you out. Or swing the ball. Swing the bat, but not too well. Yeah. It's stupid. Try to hit it to somebody. Yeah, Paul. Dan, I've been in the position in sports where I've had mercy taken on me because I stink. <laughs> I could talk about this. It's way worse than getting beat by 40. I lost a wrestling match once, like 18 to 0, which in wrestling is, <laughs> there might, that might be a national record. But you know what? I didn't get pinned, and the guy kept trying, and I didn't feel that bad about it, but I didn't quit, and I didn't, they didn't say, well, you're down 18. We're going to stop this match. That would have been embarrassing. And whenever I've played a game and, and you're getting roughed up, like the last thing I want you to do is take mercy on me. I, I would rather that you just 
you know, just kill me. Just finish the game. Dominate. If, if, then I have to get better. It's not on you to feel <laughs> sorry for me. It's like there should be a mercy rule with Bob Costas winning sports Emmys. Wow. Right? But I, I, I don't want Bob to quit, and I want to beat him when I'm in his category. Right now, the score is, I think, 28-2. to two. But I, there's no mercy rule in sports Emmys. I'm going to get Costas one of these days. Yes, McLovin. Don't NBA guys fight all the time about that layup at the end of the game? Well, I saw this last night. Yeah. Fred Van Bleet did that with the Raptors game. They were up by 30. And then I saw that with Jalen Brown in the 76ers game. Right at the very end, they could have scored a layup. They did not. Okay. But in the course of a game, then I want you to continue. Pile it on. Not, come on, that's poor sportsmanship. We're not talking T-ball or Little League. We're talking about grown men. Get him out. Don't throw him a meatball up there on 3-0. Yes, we club. I, I just Googled that. Uh, players who hit a shot to the end of NBA game and got it in a fight. It was like four Lance Stevenson clips came up. <laughs> he started like four brawls by... <laughs> He's like doing a 360 windmill with up 40 with one second left. I have a problem with that. Or you're trying to get your triple-double where you purposely miss a shot. Yes, he Yeah, I don't like the guy going for the steal at the end of the game when you're down 30 and there's five seconds left. Dude, stop. Well, didn't we have that with the Kansas State yeah. kid earlier? this? Or was that last year? And then there was a fight, bench clear. Yes, McLovin. But if you're a bench warmer or you need to pad your stats, I mean, if you were Jalen Brown last night, would you have dribbled that out? Or would you would I? No, yeah. I would have scored. I would have gone in for the layup. I got to pad my stats, man. Pad my stats. Lay in. Ah, it didn't hurt anything. I wouldn't dunk, but I would lay it in. Like a, like a nice, crisp, off-the-backboard layup. Something like that. I might even go in left-handed, just a little bit. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Bring in uh, Peter King uh, joining us on loan. Peter in Nashville today at the Titans camp, of course. Uh, Monday, uh, football morning in America, NBCSports.com, NFL column. That is a must read. Uh, Peter, the Chiefs have uh, announced that they expect around 16,000 fans in attendance for the NFL opener. How do you think the teams like the Chiefs are going to decide who gets to go to those games? I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. And especially let's say if the Steelers just, and I don't know what will end up happening with the Steelers, but a team like that and the chiefs really, you know, can you imagine if you absolutely live and breathe for the chiefs and there's some lot, I guess there would be some lottery system. I don't even know, but, it, and, and you don't get to go to the first game after they've won a super bowl. You don't get to tailgate. You don't, you know, do all this stuff, but, I just think, you know, we have to get used to things being unfair this year. How many camps have you visited so far? Not many. I've only seen Tampa, Atlanta, and uh, the Titans, and I'm going the next two days, Wednesday and Thursday, to Kansas City. What was the atmosphere like in Tampa? Dan, as I wrote my column yesterday, I wrote a long thing about Brady and his adjustment, and I talked to him. Uh, You know, there's two things that really stick out. 
I saw the first offense versus defense practice of Tom Brady as a buck. I saw the first time he huddled with his team. Here he is. He's got to go play the, the Saints in a, in a month with Sean Payton and Drew Brees who complete each other's sentences. You know, they know each <laughs> other so well. And, and, and here he is, you know, on August 14th, huddling for the first time with his offense. And it's just, it's so weird. But there was this audible kind of rustling in the air and a couple of whoops and a, and a few shouts like when they were about, you know, the defense was lining up and you, it was as almost as if they were saying, man, we're playing Tom Brady today. And isn't that cool? I mean, even though it was a hundred degree heat index and I have no idea how anybody can do anything outside in weather like that, but I thought Brady looked good. Uh, by my unofficial count, 28 out of 37, three touchdowns. But again, you know, nobody's touching him. <laughs> and his arm, I thought, looked very strong. And, uh, you know, I've been telling people, if you got a fantasy team this year, take O.J. Howard. Because Tom Brady is taking O.J. Howard basically under his wing and trying to fix what ails him. And that was a cool thing to see. What about Brady's demeanor there? You got a chance to talk to him. It, really happy. It almost seems playful. He like yeah. I don't know. It's uh, he's, Dan, you know, my videographer Annie Koblitz, who's with me on the trip and did a there's a piece of video inside my column that you really should watch and because it says a lot. She did a great job capturing sort of a, a, the essence of Brady and how he's almost kind of turned into a coach a little bit. But what was really interesting in watching some of the video that she shot, she said to me, we were sitting there, it was Thursday night, uh, we're watching a bunch of the video, and she said, this guy loves football, <laughs> you know? And you could just tell, it's, you know, he wouldn't care if it was, a he didn't care it was 100 degrees. He just, he's out there having a ball. And you can tell just by watching him practice, Dan, this is why Tom Brady is playing at age 43. He loves a dog day August afternoon <laughs> practice or August morning practice. And you, you can just see it in all his body language uh, and the way he practices. He's Peter King joining us from Nashville, uh, NBCSports.com, NFL columnist, and his column is uh, must read on every Monday morning, his football morning in America. What do you make of Alex Smith being cleared to come off the physically unable to perform list? Look, I, I said this the other day in my column that, okay, so Brady is the best story of this year, individual best story. What will happen? The great mystery. If Alex Smith takes the field for Washington this year, that's number two. And it might not be number two. It might be number one. You know, I thought that Stefania Bell at ESPN did a fantastic E6, e I think it was E60 yeah. or 30 for 30, whatever they yeah. call those things. But it was fantastic because it showed that Alex Smith, if Alex Smith had a different doctor, they might've amputated his leg. Yeah. You know, that was a, that wasn't just, Hey, my leg almost got amputated. No, his leg really almost got amputated. And I was, I was in awe of, uh, first of all, I thought that was one of the best pieces of journalism I've seen in a long time, but I was in awe of Alex Smith after watching that. You know, just his demeanor. He's going to make it. He's going to conquer this. Now, I have no idea if he'll be able to play. Nobody knows really yet, but I don't know how you don't watch that story over the last two years. 
and aren't rooting to your last breath to for Alex Smith. Yeah, I was hoping that worst case scenario is he gets a ceremonial snap where he can go out and maybe take a knee just to go out on the field one more time. The hard part is, you know, you're going to have to put him on the roster uh, to yeah. put him out there because we have no preseason games. But it is. It, it's a, a very emotional. I, I had a hard time getting through it the first time. I had to, I had to stop it and then come back because it's, it's very graphic. In well, fact, what's, they it, even what's incredible you. is that you see his leg. It's exposed. You can see down to the bone. You see mm. the blackness in there. And you, it's, it's incredibly graphic and grotesque. But it just shows you what an incredible story this is to come back from that. Cam Newton's status with the Patriots. When do you think that starts to emerge if he's going to be first, second, third string quarterback? The cool thing for Bill Belichick is he cannot tell anybody until like, say, the Wednesday before <laughs> the regular season starts. Because usually, Dan, you know how coaches say, I, I want my starter by the third preseason game because I want him playing for two and a half quarters in that game. Yeah. You don't have that this year. Now, most teams, I think, Dan, are going to have something like, you know, the colleges do. You know, at Penn State, they have a blue and white scrimmage or whatever, you know, however they call, whatever they call those things. Bill O'Brien told me in Houston they're probably going to have one. Bruce Arians said he's probably going to have one or two of them. So I think it's likely that, you know, Bill Belichick is not going to want Cam Newton inside his stadium running the offense and doing everything for the first time September 13th against the Miami Dolphins. He's going to want to have a couple of trial runs, I would think. So, but I don't, I think Belichick is going to keep a lid on it uh, until probably the week before the season. That would be my guess. Are you going to Cowboys camp? No. Dan, the weird thing is I live in New York. And so when I come home after going to Kansas City, I've got to quarantine for two weeks. So I can't, I can't really go anywhere else other than maybe locally, maybe the Giants and Jets. I'm not sure exactly what the quarantine rules are, but I, I can't travel after that. The Cowboys will be tremendously interesting. You got to feel for what happened to them yesterday with Gerald McCoy, who is just an absolute very, very good human being. And he was going to be a key player for them. And man, that's one of the problems. You never know. Jalen Hurd got hurt with the 49ers. Yeah. He was going to be a, a huge, huge factor for them. And now he's out. So I don't know. That's the unfortunate part of training camp. Guys get hurt. Who do you think has more pressure on them in Dallas, Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy? McCarthy will have a honeymoon year. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere. So I, you'd have to say Prescott because Clearly, Prescott, in order to justify the Cowboys paying him more than they ever wanted to pay him in a long-term contract, uh, especially in these economic times, I think he's going to have to be a top five, six quarterback in the league this year for them to really bite the bullet and pay him. Des Bryant, the Ravens kicking the tires on Des Bryant. Yeah, I, I just saw that last night. That's amazing. Yeah. But the thing about Eric DaCosta, who's the Ravens GM, people don't know him. Everybody knew and really respected Ozzie Newsome. Eric DaCosta is one of these guys who is going to try anything and he doesn't care. Now, you know, he's also, he was also looking very hard at Antonio Brown, who I happen to think my guess is he's going to Seattle uh, at some point, you know, we'll see, but, uh, but it's just a guess an educated guess. But Eric DaCosta, I think logically is going to do whatever he can to find a good third, fourth, fifth receiver on that roster right now. 
and he's looking hard. Good to visit with you, Pete. Safe travels as always. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day. That's Peter King joining us from Nashville, covering the Titans today on the road. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hall of Famer, two-time World Series champ, and 14-time All-Star. Won a couple MVPs. Johnny Bench joining us on the program. Johnny, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I am wonderful, Dan. Nice to be with you. Well, help me out with the unwritten rules here. I know you're old school here, but Fernando Tatis Jr. on a 3-0 pitch, up 10 in the eighth inning, was... 10-3, I should say, but up 10 runs, uh, is supposed to what in that situation? Hit it as far as he can. <laughs> I mean, it's three and out. Okay, he throws it. You take a pitch. It's three and one. Now the pitcher makes a great pitch. It's three and two. The next pitch you ground into a double play, and everybody goes home happy. Oh, okay. So it's like the unwritten rule. If you, you know, when you got a no hitter, you don't bunt to get a base hit to break up the no hitter. No, nobody wants to get. Nobody wants to do that. But I can understand. I mean, they think they're getting whipped and everything else. But it's the eighth inning. Houston, I mean, uh, Texas has a has a great offense, and and well, we've been watching in the light, you know with Oakland lately, 
they're scoring three or four runs in the ninth inning and winning ball games that they've been trailing in. And, you know, I think they, this started in the early part of spring training where people said, you know, with, because we're only playing a limited schedule of games, it's important to win every game. And I'm telling you, a grand slam on your resume is a pretty good little thing to have. And now I did not. I, I just now heard you say that he had the manager had given him a take. Yeah. Three uh, zero. I'm not. I'm not really looking down to the third base. Coach <laughs> <a lot>. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What should I do here? Well, I mean, he got the, he got the bases loaded somehow. Somehow they didn't have a lot of you know things going on. He's 3-0 and with tattoos because he's got to be really careful with this young man. He's already hit a home run in the game. And uh, now it's like, well, you better make a pretty good pitch. You know, it's like, oh, okay, it's 3-0. and I'll just screw it and, and it'll happen. But, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's what, with a limited, limited season, I think no matter what, you've got to take advantage of every situation, win every possible game you have. And, you know, the Padres are having a great season off to a great start. And uh, Texas has been playing well enough. Uh, I just think, you know, if you respect the other team in two ways. First of all, you give them the respect that you don't swing at it. Okay, fine. But, okay, it's 10-3. You're up by seven. You know, a couple of little bing-bang and a couple of bloops and a yeah. blast. And all of a sudden, you're, you're you know, it's 10-7 or 10-8 going into the ninth inning. Now, all of a sudden, said, well, I wish I had an eight take. No, I just I think it's fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, and and I, I'm sure that they understand that little frustration that they got into that situation. They got battered around pretty good. They've already given up a three-run homer to him, and now it's ten-three, and here they are ready to do it. So he hits a double or he hits into a double in double play. You know, the whole scenario changes. But well, you played the game. I mean, would you have been up there hacking? Yes. If I'm a professional, Johnny. Then I'm up there swinging. I understand if, you know, if this is Little League or, you know, something, a Legion ball, maybe. But, you know, your job is to get me out, and my job is not to get myself out so you'll feel better about yourself. I mean, imagine if you're facing Sandy Koufax, and you're going, Sandy, you're throwing it too hard. We can't hit you. Could you, could you let it? Bob Gibson. Imagine you say to Bob Gibson, hey, Bob, stop throwing it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And please. <laughs> No more wrinkles. No more wrinkles. Don't try, don't start little things that spin and break down because I'm not real good on the curveball and I can't hit your slider. So <laughs> mind if mind if you just sort of groove a couple right here and everything else. Of course they could groove it and you wouldn't hit it anyway. So that was the situation. And you know it's uh, is this all we got to talk about today? I mean, is this the the most important subject in the world? Some guy hits a grand slam because you went three and zero on him. And you couldn't find the plate on the three first three pitches, but you can groove one down the middle. And, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you just got the wrong guy. And also, the other topic is what's going on with the Cardinals, that they put everybody else in a bad situation here, Johnny, that now you have to play all these games, but now you're forcing all these other teams who did it right. And you're not going to have everybody have the same number of games, I think, at the end of the regular season. So if you're the commissioner, how are you deciding – you know, what you're going to base the playoffs on. Percentages. Yeah, but is that fair if, I'm, if you play 48 games, but I play 60, and I might get in because I have a better percentage in 48, and you played all of your games there? Well, I mean, that, that unfortunately, as they even talked about this at the beginning of all of this, when they were trying to figure it out. And then, of course, 
you know, the Phillies went for the long time where they didn't play any games. And then the Marlins was out. A couple of kids go out and, on the street and, uh, you know, wind up with it. And, and all of a sudden now you, they're being penalized for what makeup games and doing stuff. And you don't have enough days off to make up all these games. And now you can't fly to Philadelphia and play a doubleheader and you can't go to St. Louis. And, yeah, the protocols were what they are. But, you know, uh, do you find the teams for allowing this to happen? And, you know, does your does your family, all of a sudden, they're the ones that got it at home, and you come home and they give it to you. You can't be for sure that the, the team gave it to you. And so, I mean, it, it's such so many different scenarios, and they're going to have to do it on percentages. You cannot, like you said, you cannot make up these games. You mm-hmm. cannot get to the point, and now – the Reds got a couple of little, you know, blips, and they're all they're all for the weekend. And now you're rearranging your. All you got to do is have a. If you're worried about your third and fourth starters, you just go ahead and say somebody's got COVID. Take a couple of days off, and you bring the aces back in. Here's one and two right here. Well, let's go with them. Wow. <laughs> uh, up there. I mean, you're, are you going to penalize the your your you know the Danettes for coming in and, and you know and not taking care of themselves? Uh, they haven't taken care of themselves, but now's not the time to start punishing them, Johnny. <laughs> uh, and I'm still, I'm still worried about Fritzy cheating on that test, and I don't want to bring it up again. But I mean, that you know, this it just wasn't you know very smart of him. It's like telling your wife, yeah, I'm thinking about having an affair. You know, so well. And, and I, I realized that Fritzy actually broke your heart, that this emotionally touched you, that you found out that Fritzy, who, you know, it seems like a moral guy, his moral compass is, is pointing north. He's our Ernie Banks. He's already always ready to play, too. And then he cheats off his neighbor's paper in high school, and he graduated second in his class of 600, Johnny. No, 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 no. Really? Yes. Are you serious? I didn't hear that part. Yes, and I think that there. Keep this in mind, Johnny. You know Fritzy's favorite baseball team? Oh, the Reds. The Astros. Cheaters. Oh no, no. Well, he was a front runner at that bit. But I'm, you know, if he were doing it, it's like the Heisman Trophy when they gave it back with Reggie I would, Bush. I would absolutely say. Yeah, I mean, when Reggie did it, gave back to USC, then. Maybe Fritz, you should think about the, having that medal and finding out who that person that finished third in the class mm. and, send, and mm. send it to them. Also, I've got a solution because the Reds were talking about having people, you know, fans in the stand, and they could mark off six or seven seats, and then you could sit in there. And the Kansas City's talking about having 16,000. Just call it a protest. Everybody can come to the stage. <laughs> Good to talk to you, as always, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. That's, See ya. that's the help. Hall of Famer. Are you doing good? Yeah. Say, are you doing? Yeah, we're all doing good. Pretty, uh, pretty boring oh. around here. Okay. Well, that's the way life is now. <laughs> all right. But school started back here. We got school. We got the kids back in school. They're actually in person in school, and so my life is back to routine, and I'm loving it. So we're doing well down here in Florida right now. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Man. That's Thank uh, Johnny Bench, Hall of Famer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's bring in uh, Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer. He's out of the bubble back in L.A., but back in Orlando on Saturday to call second-round playoff action. Where do you want to start? What games from last night or yesterday? 
Let me start with the Clippers because, uh, and I've said this on uh, this show many a times, I personally believe they're the favorite to come out of the West and win a championship. But something is concerning me about them. Every time I'm on here, I say they have the two best wing defenders in the game, arguably, in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and rightfully so. At any given night, they can shut you down, and you're going to have to win four games. For the Clippers, their defense isn't where I would like for it to be. Again, it's only one playoff game, but I like to look at patterns. And, you know, even though it was, you know, eight scrimmage games and three or eight play seating games and three scrimmages. Um, their defense, now again, they haven't been whole. Last night was the first time they were whole with Montrose Herald actually being uh, in the lineup. Um, but their defense is, is kind of concerning to me. Uh, Luca had a big night last night. Uh, Harden had his way with him during the seating games. Devin Booker, if you remember, hit the game winner over Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Their defense isn't where I want it to be. I, I'm still picking them, and I know they can turn it on when they want, but I just don't think their defense is as good as it should be when you look at um, all the players that are on this team. It, it could be much better. And they could have easily lost that game if Porzingis doesn't get tossed, and he can't allow himself to get into that situation. He knows what Morris's role is, and he fell for that. Uh, I was shocked that Morris wasn't teed up or wasn't thrown out because he initiated this. He grabs Luca and spins him around, and that's when Luca like, what are you doing here? And then Porzingis came in. Porzingis blocks the shot, and then he waves his fist in the air, and then I, he shouldn't have been tossed from that game, Reg. Agree with you 100%. I will say this. For the league, terrible call. Terrible judgment by the three, three officials. Because as you see when he walks in, number one, he's not the, as you, you mentioned, he didn't initiate the, the scuffle between the two. And to me, I mean, I hearken back to the 90s and the early 2000s. I mean, if that's an offense where you get thrown out, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you, that can happen. But on the flip side, he knew, he knew he already had one tech, and you can't put yourself in that position where the officials are going to go to the video. And it was a terrible call, in my opinion. Play on. This is the playoffs. You want your best players on the floor. But I can see where the league, the league is different than it was in the 90s. Um, but I wondered, so Reg, about – We've seen this with baseball. They don't want bench-clearing brawls. They don't want any altercations. Granted, baseball players are together. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, it's, I think there's a tight leash that they're running here. And maybe just the optics of those guys getting face-to-face with one another. And maybe the NBA, unless they haven't warned the players, but it felt like they're trying to be overly cautious with something like that. So I don't know if that played in. I'll tell you what, Theodore. If, if Porzingis has a problem with Marcus Morris... Hey, dude, I'll meet you at the pool after the game since we're staying in the same hotel. So all this, you know, puffing out your chest and being tough, dude, I'm going to see you in two hours uh, in the mess hall. So why do it on the court and jeopardize, you know, your team's success or defeat when you can meet up with a dude a couple hours later, you know, by the pool? Luca goes for 42 but has 11 turnovers, and a lot of that is, is he really has to force the action. Uh, when you when you watch the Mavs an entire game, you 
I come away with a different appreciation because it's like Iverson with the Sixers. You, yeah. you have to create offense every single night. And you see that with Luka, 11 turnovers. You know, he called it a terrible game. It wasn't, but he was trying to do the best he could. And, you know, he's going against the Clippers. Uh, what did you think of Luka's performance? Now, remember, uh, for the Mavericks, they play five out. They have no low post threat. So they're all surrounded on the three-point line, and it's all predicated on the dribble penetration of Luka. So when Hardaway and Curry and Porzingis, you know, they do a lot of high screen and roll with Luka and Porzingis. When those guys are knocking down threes and then Luka's able to get all the way to the hole because you're guarding the threes, this Mavericks team is very difficult to beat. But, but because they don't have that low post threat, you're right, it puts so much pressure on Luka to, you know, be the penetrator and make sure everyone else is fed. And at times it can be exhausting. And he's trying to force the issue. And I will say this, the length of the Clippers, again, I, I wish they would be a little bit better defensively, but the length of the Clippers, because these guys can play multiple positions and they've got to be able to make multiple plays defensively. And I think that's where the turnovers are coming from Luka is because of the length of the Clippers are able to, you know, absorb his penetration. And they're almost basically saying, okay, well, you can get your 30 or 40, but we're going to shut everyone else down. And I think we kind of saw that in game one. Better series, Thunder Rockets, Blazers, Lakers. Oh, I want to see both of them. The only thing, reason why I will go with Blazer Lakers is because right now the headlining show is Dame Dalla. And his sidekick, CJ McCollum, playing you know, with an injured back is must-see TV. Uh, now, for the Blazers, they can score with the best of them, and they've got two closers in the two guys I mentioned. Problem is you can get whatever you want against them at the other end. They were very fortunate to even be in the playoffs because they didn't control their destiny. Karis Levert controlled their destiny and missed that shot in that last game. So if he makes that, we're not even talking about it. And in my opinion, they just took advantage of a very young and inexperienced Memphis Grizzlies team. Um, Cream Rose and those guys have been deep in the playoffs. They understand what playoff-type basketball, even though those were playing games, they understand the moment. The Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant were probably just happy to be there and, and playing well and had a chance to win that game and didn't. But now you're going against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma. Yes, they haven't shot the ball particularly well, but more experience, and you're going against two top ten, two top five players in AD and LeBron. So, yes, you got Dame and CJ, and you've got Biggs and Nurkic and Collins, and you've got Cook. Uh, Carmelo has revamped his career, but you can get anything you want against them. And that's the problem why I'm, you know, everyone's saying the Blazers are going to beat the Lakers. Ah, let's, let's hold up on that for a little bit. And also, Anthony Davis is making his playoff debut. You know, he played a lot of meaningless games. Great player, meaningless games. Now they mean an awful lot. And it might help him that he is not at Staples or not on the road that it, from the standpoint of a, you know, uh, a home court advantage for somebody else, he's in the bubble. And with the sterile environment, I don't know if that helps him um, or it, it at least doesn't hurt him because at Staples, you know, the crowd is going to get like, they're going to want you to be the best player on the floor, not LeBron. AD has to be the best player on the floor. 
I wonder how he processes all this, having not been in this situation before. You know, I'm going to say this. Anthony Davis has to be the best player in this series. Not not LeBron, not Dame Dalla, not C.J. McCollum. Anthony Davis, and even going forward, but particularly in this series, he has to dominate uh, Nurkic and Zach Collins. He cannot let them off the hook. And so many bunny shots that he missed in those eight seeding games, did not shoot the ball particularly well, wasn't aggressive enough. To me, 18 to 25 field goal attempts, he's got to get to the line 10 times. He should be averaging 30-plus versus the Blazers because, again, defensively, this is, not, this is not the Clippers. He should get whatever he wants. And if I'm LeBron and he's, what, 26, 27, I've got to use these young legs. Get me to the promised land, young fella, and he's got to be the best player in this series. We were wondering this earlier in the show. If I said you could have Luka or Kristaps Porzingis or Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Wow. I would probably go with Jalen Brown and Tatum because they play both ways. Uh, Luka and uh, Porzingis are fantastic offensively, and I know Porzingis is a, is a great shot blocker, but to me, uh, Tatum and Brown, um, and I think this is a coming out party for Jalen Brown. I, I personally felt he should have been on the All-Star uh, team this year. They went with uh, Kimba and Tatum, and, and that's fine. They deserved it. But Brown is having a coming out party um, down in Orlando. And, you know, he's really become the, almost their second best player behind Tatum because of the, the knee injury to Kimba. Yeah. And Hayward, you know, he got hurt last night with an ankle injury. So to me, Jalen Brown is the second best player on that team. Um, so I would probably go with those two guys from Boston, but that's no slight to Porzingis and uh, Doncic. He's Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, the Turner Sports Analyst. He'll be back in the bubble on Saturday calling second-round playoff action. Is there still the knock on European players that they're soft, that you can be physical with them? Because I wondered with Luca, feels like the best way to guard him, like putting a body on him, being physical with him, even though he's a grown man at 20, but... That was always the label back when you played. European players were soft. Are they still viewed as soft? Absolutely not. And uh, for, those of, for those people that think that Luca is like that, you're talking about he's a grown man now. He was 13, 14, 15 playing professional basketball against grown men. So you're talking about a young boy who had to grow up quickly. So absolutely not. He's as tough as they come. And I think the mold, a lot of that – was broken from Dirk and from Manu, uh, Detlef Shrimp, who I played with. Um, those guys were so mentally tough and physically tough as well. So I, I think – Well, they maybe, made fun of Dirk when he first got here. I remember he said – Oh, a seven-foot jump shooting. But if you look and evolve throughout his career, tough as nails, played hurt, could play through injury – um, no, Dirk was one of, the, one, one of the toughest guys that I ever had to play against. The Thunder and Rockets, I wonder what's at stake here for the Rockets, Reg. When, you know, they went all in, gave up those draft picks. They got rid of Chris Paul. You know, Harden and Paul didn't, you know, coexist. Now you bring in Russell Westbrook. What's at stake here in this, this playoff? It's probably bragging rights. 
you know, I told you so, Daryl Morey for Chris Paul. But Dan, Chris Paul, is Dan Tony's job at stake here, Reg? If they don't get to the Western Conference Finals, I get the feeling. Could be. Mike D'Antoni. I didn't think, I didn't think Alvin's injury would, would be let go with all the, you know, injuries to Zion and yeah. what was going on with the, the Pelicans. I really do believe Dan Tony could be dead man walking um, if they don't get to the Conference Finals. But again, they're starting this series – from everything I'm hearing, without Russell Westbrook, yeah. so you're not you're happy, you're not having your second best player on the floor. As great as James Harden is, and he's been fantastic even in the restart, um, he needs Westbrook Westbrook to be effective in that dribble penetration because when you're going to play six seven and shorter, which their starting lineup is, you've got to have dribble penetration, and Harden can get all the way to the cup. But what made them so successful is they had two guys that could do that, and that opened it up for Gordon, for Covington, uh, for Rivers, those guys knocking down shots. So to only have one, and if you're the Thunder, you have plenty of guys that can cover James Harden, not necessarily stop him, but try to wear him down. It's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, for them to get out of this series, depending on when uh, Russell Westbrook comes back. If you could have John Moran or Zion Williamson. John Moran, right now. I know I'm probably going to get killed for this. Well, it depends. Am I a struggling organization? I just want to put people in the seats. I'm going to go with Zion. If I'm trying to win right now, I'm going to go with John Morant because John Morant's going to give me 75 to 82 games during a regular season. I don't know how many games Zion is going to play, Theodore. He's got to get his body straight. And, look, I I don't want to kill the Pelicans, but to me, I think they're just doing him a disservice by saying he's okay at that weight, where clearly he is not. As soon as the lockdown happened or the suspension of play, I would have had a staff member with him that whole four, four and a half months working on his game and making sure he ate right. He is too big. So if you're asking me, if I want to put people in the stands and, you know, yeah, I'm going to go with Zion because that, that's what he's going to do. I don't know how many games he's going to play. John Morant is – he's going to be one of the top point guards in the next three years, maybe even sooner. Yeah, I'm so with I'm you on that. I, I said John Morant because I, I there's uncertainty with Zion. And we know that he's in a race with his body because right. you, you can only be so big for so long and be able to, to do what he's doing, whereas John Morant's going to get it bigger, and he's going to fill out. And he's, Naturally. Yeah, and, uh, and so I, I said John Morant too, but I'm with you. If you're putting fans in the stands, you want Zion. Before I let you go, we talked about unwritten rules in baseball, when you can swing on a 3-0 pitch. Like in basketball, in the NBA, what is the unwritten rule? Let's say you're up... 15 in the fourth quarter in the final two minutes. Are you allowed to take a three? Are you allowed to dunk or celebrate or anything like that? Absolutely, because I'm sure role players are in there, and uh, we always tell young players or whomever is playing in those two minutes, play your minutes. These guys are professionals. They're getting a paycheck every first and 15. This is not college where you try to be politically correct. No, this guy that you're facing, he is getting a paycheck. Play your minutes. Now, some of the unwritten rules, if you're up double digits and the shot clock is running down and the game is almost over, then you don't want to take a three. Then you don't go the hole. 
because then I'm going to probably try to take you out the air. The game is over. Okay. So that's an unwritten rule. And that was kind of the issue Kobe and I had when that fight happened between us, which will be a different story. I'm not going anywhere. You, go look at the footage. That's what kind of led to that little altercation between Kobe and I. Wait, wait, wait. I- explain that, though. Can you give me a little bit of the backstory on, on Look, that? You're going to win the game. You're up double digits. So let's say there's, uh, you know, 30 seconds left on, in the game, and it's a 24-second shot clock. What you're supposed to do is take the violation. Let the shot clock run down so there's only six seconds left. I take the ball out six seconds, we go home. You don't try to jack up a three to get your stats <laughs> – or whatever. I'm looking so at it right now. Doing, and he and I were having words <laughs> about that. And then that's what led to the fight. But that was Kobe being Kobe. And, you know, I, we just had a, a little disagreement. He shot it right in your face. He shot it. He didn't make it, but he shot it right in my face. And <laughs> then I got in his face and he got in my face. And then... And you guys were buddies, weren't you? Weren't you off-season workout buddies? We were early on in our career. Oh, then he Uh, used you. Yeah, this happened after the fight. Yes, yes, early on. We did MTV shoots together, same agency. I got raised though. I put him under my, my, you know, hey, little, I gave him looks. He was all that for me. Give me your little fella. I got Shaq moving the entire pile in this this. Shaq was picking up guys like with his fingertips, <laughs> like this. I was like, "Yeah, that one's um, that was it." See, I missed that. I missed. Oh no, you don't. no, you don't. This is trapping. You See, look. Porzingis gets thrown out for looking at Marcus Morris crazy. Are you kidding me? Oh, I know. I know. Come on, man. I know. Soft. I got softly. I got Austin Crozier. Got he's oh, all he got, scratched. Yeah, he up. got it bad. Austin got it bad. <laughs> Austin got it bad. It was a good fight in Staples. The game, look, this is the game was over, and we went at it. That's what was beautiful about it. Oh, I miss it. Oh, I miss it. Ron Artest is trying to break it up. You and can you see no one going around Ron. Oh man, and then just Shaq is just <laughs> separating people. Where are you in there? Are you in the Me bottom? Me on the scorer's table at the bottom. We're at the bottom. Oh, it's great. I got Isaiah in there. Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> Phil Jackson's in there. Yes. Yes. It was good. You got Hall of Famers in there, man. <laughs> and this is right at the end. Oh, there the game you are. Was over. They, We're supposed to be walking to our respective <laughs> locker rooms and tunnels. And then he said something to me. I said something to me. We turned around. We locked eyes. And it was on. Look at Austin. On. Austin Crozier's jersey is ripped. <laughs> Kobe's being escorted. He wants a piece of somebody there. Oh, no. He's coming back for more. He wants. <laughs> so, do you ever discuss that after after the fact? Did you and Kobe ever talk about that? We didn't necessarily talk about the fight per se. We kind of kissed and made up. Um, I think maybe my last year, which was oh five oh six, we kind of you know, hey dog, I'm I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sorry. It was it was kind of blown out. <laughs> It was a little bit fake, fake bro, fake bro. Yeah. Like, I love Kobe. 
because that dude's a competitor. And I like having fights with guys that are similar to me. And maybe that's why I got in so many times with Jordan. I put Kobe in that same breath um, because I look at them and I see myself in the mirror. But I still go back to the story where you said if you saw Jordan in a restaurant, you wouldn't know if you would either say something to him or punch him. Or not say anything, right? Right. Uh, no, I would probably be cordial and say something. I mean, you have to. You just say hi. Hey, how you doing? Your airness. <laughs> and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. And keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you, Black Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yes. Enjoy your meal. Hey, uh, have fun. Uh, hope the family's safe. And then uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Theodore. Love you, Danette. That's uh, Reggie Aloysius Miller, Jr., the third. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.